Beautiful. Welcome to the Last Boy Scouts podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tyler Clark. <laughs> and I'm Danny. Danny. Yeah. It's been, uh, we skipped the week. We did. Skipped. It was crazy. It was. Uh, Preston texted me and said, hey, did I miss something? Um, we got in the car to listen to our podcast and no podcast. And I was like, oh, yeah, for the people that don't have social, social media. media. <laughs> Get on social media. Yes, come on, Preston. <laughs> he has social media. I'm sure he just doesn't check it. Yeah, no. Good yeah, we took, that, uh, okay. we took that week off. We had... Uh, we had a couple weeks to prepare for men's ascent and then we had birthdays. It's, it's, in, it's funny because you know, your birthday is the 26th, my birthday is the 27th. Yeah. And, um, we broadcasted about how it was going to be on my birthday. And then I was like, wait, I know Tyler's birthday is close to mine. I, I couldn't remember. Yeah. Um, two of my really good friends, you, and then another one of my good friends are both in September. And, uh, I was thinking, we always made comments about <laughs> my birthday, but never about yours. And I was like, yeah. I wonder if that was by yeah. choice or by purpose. The design. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, birthdays for me, um, I don't remember a lot of them. Same. Right. I remember some of them, some of the really good ones. But um, yeah, for me, it's just like at this point in my life, like I think my kids wished me happy birthday like halfway through the day. So I'm just <laughs> like, eh, it's just another day. It was my goal to be one of the first, if not the first, to uh, sing you happy birthday. You and you were. You, yeah. You woke me up that morning. Not you didn't wake me up because sure. I had to get the kids for school. But um, yeah, you were one of the first. Yeah. One of the first. I remember um, I'm, I'm the same way. My uh, family, they always, uh, they chastise me because I just, I don't, I, I don't remember hardly any of my birthdays. Like yeah. you. Yeah. I just don't, I don't remember, don't remember any of them, but um I uh, got a fake ID when I was 16. That was my 16th <laughs> birthday present. And so even when I turned 21, I had already been going to the bars for like five years, oh. you know? <laughs> and so I went to the bar for my 21st, 21st birthday and everybody was like, what in the world is wrong? You're boring. And I was like, well, birthdays don't mean anything to me. Yeah. In the last couple of years, I've tried to make it a point to call each of my nieces and nephews and then mm. reach out to my friends yeah, and be yeah, like, hey, yeah. man, happy birthday. I appreciate you. Yeah. You know, I do have to take it back. So my um, former mother-in-law, Claudia, she's been listening to the podcast. Oh, good. She did uh, call and wish me a happy birthday a week early. Oh, so she technically <laughs> was the first. So Claudia, thank you. Yeah, Claudia, nice. <laughs> you beat me to the punch. Beat, nice. beat you by a week. Good so. for her. Uh, but she's got a lot. She does the same thing. She's very good at calling all of her grandkids, which, you know, there's over 30 now. So oh, wow. she does it. It's a good skill set. I think like... um um giving thanks to you know showing somebody that you you care yeah. about him is a, oh yeah it's a good skill i think you do a good job with like you do a really good job with like christmas i know that we've been around christmas you do a really good job with your kids birthdays and oh, yeah. then like Bryn's graduation was awesome yeah um but yeah i don't uh, uh the birthday we uh I, I i take misty somewhere for her birthdays and we ended up going to vegas oh yeah for uh for um the week before my birthday, which is kind of, kind of why we couldn't uh, uh, yeah. podcast that weekend because um, we had men's ascent, so we couldn't leave that weekend. But yeah. we ended up going to Vegas the week before. It was yeah. like an impromptu. We were going to take the bus. So camping. a little peek, a little peek behind the scenes. Sorry, I didn't mean no, to cut you off there, but like that little peek behind the scenes, right? We record the week before we actually release, so we have some time to yeah work the magic on it. But you were in Vegas. You mm -hmm. took the bus. No, we were, oh, gonna take, were going to. We were going to go camping. We did have that event in the bus. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's right. That's part of the like, yeah, part of the magic of the last few weeks, three weeks. That's right. You and I were going to go sauna. Yeah. And bus got stranded. <laughs> we got stranded. I had to hook it. Yeah. Um, and the tow truck driver was not impressed. No, he wasn't. And uh, man, that was a crazy day because you had to get cozy and oh, Misty yeah. had to run out and like save yeah. us. And yep. what a what a day. That's right. I forgot that that even happened. Yeah. Um, I think we've got most of the quirks um, worked out in the bus. I think we got a couple more things that we need to do before we put it away for the winter. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And so we, we ended up going out to Vegas. We just got a plane ticket and flew out there. And nice. It was, it was nice. Nice. Where'd was, you guys stay? We stay at the South Point. Okay. Um, shout out to the South Point. I, I think it's a good place. That's where my boys would wrestle. Oh, okay. It's at the very end of this, the, it's at the very end of Vegas. Like the Luxor side or the uh, north side? It's at the very end of Vegas. So the very like end of Vegas. Oh, okay. You're right okay. at the edge of Henderson. 
Not on the strip at all. Not on the strip at all. So it's good. It's got everything that you need. Yeah. Um, it's got a rodeo arena, and that's what oh, I, cool. I kind of like to go watch those things. Um, we, uh, yeah. So we stayed there, and it's got a good pool. Um, yeah, it was it was a good day. It was a good trip. We had a good time. We uh, we will not fly Spirit again. I know that. Yeah. Have I, you ever I, rode Spirit? No, I hear they take plane volunteer, like fl- pilot volunteers. Yeah. In in the plane, hey, pilot didn't show up, or he was too drunk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Too drunk, and uh, we need somebody. They, did they ask you to fly? No, but I um, <laughs> Spirit. You know, I've flown Delta. That's kind of what I. I mean, you know, you fly Delta. Yeah, yeah. It's so easy in Salt Lake right, because right. it's everywhere. Yeah, and Delta is great. You get uh, mileage. I got miles, so I can upgrade when I want. Right. But it was kind of interesting. Like we bought the plane tickets, and then um, I uh, bought. You have to buy your seats, mm. then you have to pay for your bags. And I was like, "Well, this is good." Should have flown Delta. <laughs> Should have flown Delta. And so I, the only two seats available are the like right in the front. So it's like mm. almost almost first class. So we get there, and it was a nightmare. Yeah, I. I I actually drove home to Heber, grabbed Misty, turned right back around and went to Salt uh, Lake. And we wow. were like, well, we only need about an hour. Yeah. No. We didn't have any bags to check. Go to, we get in there and it, the line, you know, the security oh, line yeah, is like, yeah. whoa. And, oh, and they like, broke the airport. It was going to be a long day if we didn't get on the flight, right? Yeah. So we get all the way through and we, we send a security and we're like, okay, we're so close. Okay. We're about got 30 minutes. We've got 30 minutes. So we're like, okay, we're going to have to run, get there. And when we're going through security, the lady says, this says you need a paper boarding pass. Yeah. And we look and we're like, what? No, we have our boarding passes on our phone. She goes, it says you need a paper boarding pass. And of course, Misty's just her fa- color dra- drains from her face. And I'm like, let's see what we can do we run upstairs get a boarding pass takes them for a minute to get our boarding pass and now we run downstairs and we're like we can't stand in security so we convince the guys to let us go through the priority boarding we get in and i have protein i have uh, all my stuff in my bag and misty's like take it out and i'm like i can't throw this away (laughs) it's a lot of money right yeah and so they didn't even check us, but man, we are running through Salt Lake Airport, and you have to go underneath. Yeah, oh, it just—it was so frustrating. You're like, where is Concourse C? Like, it's not where that busy. Gosh, and we get to the very end, and luckily the plane was a little bit delayed. So yeah, um, the uh, flight attendants were awesome. They—they were—they were cool. They talked to us and um, gave us a drink. Oh, that's kind of cool. cool. Yeah. yeah, nice. But um, on the way back from Vegas, it was another nightmare. Uh, Spirit, I—I—I I, I, I appreciate playing let you know you yeah economy like that i, yeah, I appreciate yeah. that but um i'm not gonna do play i'm gonna fly delta it's the greyhound bus of the sky for sure yeah yeah it was okay it was hey, uh it was a trip, it was a trip. yeah we uh we had a good time we, yeah. had, we had a really good time we uh how about you what did you what did you you had you had some other stuff going on right i had cozy's birthday oh that's right so september is birthday month for me and my youngest cozy mm. and so uh, uh she was with her mom and i yeah, I set up a big happy birthday cozy sign. Nice. Yeah. And then the lawnmowers came and took it out. <laughs> no, they did not. I was like, what? Yeah. And I had to mow the lawn. I'm like, September 21st, we're mowing the lawn still. Yeah. And you didn't see the sign? <laughs> <laughs> she did see it. She she did get to see it. It didn't stay up as long as I would have liked. But How old did cozy turn? She turned 11. She's so funny. Yeah. And she's she likes to she likes to give me a, a hard time. <laughs> she is just a fireball. I think it's because she's been picked on by Ben, sure. by by Bryn. Uh, in in her heart of hearts, she's she's really sweet. She is. She's not very nice to my friends, and we're gonna we're working on it. And she is. And Ben was like, she's offense first, and she yeah. was just man, she's teasing me and teasing me. She wrapped my present. Oh yeah, she did. <laughs> I asked her. To, I was just getting stuff done, and I asked her to wrap your present. Nah, uh, she's like. She's like, do you want me to be nice or mean? And I was just kind of wanted to see what she she said if I said be mean. I was like, hey, Danny said he was going to wake me up with a punch to the face. So <laughs> you do with that what you will. And so she, yeah, she used the whole roll of tape. She did. She was pretty proud of it. She was proud of it. Yeah, we, uh, at Men's Ascent, she said, okay, you got to make sure you, uh, you open in front of me. And it took me a minute. Yeah. But then I figured out I could just get an edge. Yeah. Yeah. Open the edge and take it out, but. Slide it out. Yeah, we, uh. 
that was Ben's ascent. What do you think? Oh man. Um, super nervous to host our first event, but at the end of the day, we've got such great feedback. We got such great feedback that they actually want to do another class. Yeah. I'm meeting with, uh, the team at mountain elite special. Thanks to them for hosting. Crystal joy is awesome. Yeah. She has such a good energy, right? Yeah. Um, that was the first time that her and I had met and it was interesting because she said, you and I have never met, but we have close friends. Yeah. And so she said, I'm giving a, a client a, mas- a massage and I'm telling her about the men's ascent. And I mentioned Danny yeah. and my, the lady goes, Oh, you're going to love him. You're going <laughs> to love him. And she said, I haven't even told you who it is. She goes, I know who it is and you're going to love him. <laughs> and I said, that's great. That's a, you know, that's a good compliment to have that, you know? Yeah. And she said, yeah. And I can tell. You're awesome. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> we never yeah. met. Right. Did she call you love? She did. Yeah. She calls everybody love. So. Yeah. She has a really cool um, yeah. presence about You could see yeah. she just had some cool presence yeah. about herself. Oh, yeah. She was really grateful for the opportunity to host. Um, you know, she helped get a lot of people in the door. So it was a great, it was great partnering with them. And then the catering after was, was fantastic. Um, I love the food. I, I love to support a new truck. I don't know if the next event will have food. Yeah. I don't know if it added much value. A lot of people just want, a lot of the guys just wanted to take yeah. off after. And yeah, they were done. I mean, that's fine. Um, again, just wanted to help another local business, another local food truck, get, get their name out there and, um, you know, happy to support other local businesses. It's, you know, a gratitude thing, right? Sure. Pay it forward. She is helping us and, uh, yeah. So. Yeah. And, and her space is great. Oh, that's the first time I've ever been in there. And if you are Tyler's, Excuse me, Tyler said this a couple times. Yeah. If you're looking for anything to uh, take your significant other, you're looking for something yourself, her space is really, really good. Right. When you walk in, you're like, oh, this is amazing. One of these days, we'll have to go sit in the salt room. Yeah. She was telling me about it. Yeah. Um, The little rooms that she had and then that little, uh, where we were at with the men, that was kind of like, it was really cool. It was just the right size yeah. for the group that we had. Right? Yeah. Um, if and any more, two or three more, we might've been a little bit crowded, but yeah. I think we would have made do with, oh, yeah. with it. You know, um, we do a good job of, of, of feeding off of each other and, yeah. and giving each other space. And so I felt like the men were, I felt like they had a good um, experience. I think yeah. that they, um, I think that it was, they didn't know what to expect. Yeah, you know? yeah. So you start down this road of like, the sadness of why you're there. And then we kind of like, no, 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 no. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're not, we're, we, we have these things, but let's, let's talk about how we can be happy about, right. you know, what we right. have. And, and it was good. Yeah. We got a lot of good feedback about the breath work. Um, I sent out some homework uh, for those that attended, make sure you check that email because there was some homework in there. Um, you know, like ask yourself the question, like, you know, what did your father think masculinity was? Yeah. What did your mother think masculinity was? You know, yeah. start documenting what, what do you really think it means? I mean, it wasn't until I actually put pen to paper that I really um, kind of fully understood, like, what are my thoughts around what masculine is? What sure. is masculine, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, like, it's hard when you get, it's hard when you want to be around other people because you don't want to seem soft right you, right you, you could see that um there was there was all aspects of our life i ended up talking to one of those young gentlemen the youngest of the group yeah no no trip, trip was probably the youngest of the group but yeah one of the other men and 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 he was just he's like he's like I, I, this is what i need yeah this is what i need he goes i just i don't know how to go about it yeah i just don't know how to go about it and i think that's a that's a excuse me a common a yeah. common theme. Um, and a lot of it is, is just being open. Right. Right. Like we're not always, you know, sometimes we're playing a role. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. we're posing. Sometimes we're like, we we're not fully engaged in our, in our journey and we may be just posing, but we're always open for more and, and for other, other input for you to give me to, that I can get better with and I can mm-hmm. use. Right. 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 And that's part of it is, is just, is, is opening the door. You do need a set of, you need, you need a set of good close friends that you can run criticisms by, yeah. right? Like if you can't handle somebody else's criticism, especially a close friend sure. and you're, that be, makes you triggered. You really need to discover why, why that is. What parts of you are you trying to hide? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I thrive from the feedback I get and I it was interesting. I had my, um, 
psychological exam, uh, exam for the, oh, yeah. the police academy or for the, the Wasatch County Sheriff here. Um, and I mentioned to the, the therapist, the psychiatrist that I was meeting with, I go, well, I go, my self, my self um, awareness is kind of my highest currency. And he was like, kind of looked at me and he's like, yeah, I, I've, I've never really thought about it that way. And I go, my ability to kind of look at what, and I haven't always been this way. Sure. I'll be the first to admit, I haven't always been this way. I've all, I've definitely hid, you know, hidden a shadow uh, or, or two, especially as I was younger, so when, you know, a young, a young husband, a young father, I didn't know I had so much ego and so much pride I needed to protect. And, sure. um, he was like, yeah, that's, that's a really interesting way. You mind if I steal that? And I'm like, go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go right ahead. The, uh, the hashtag Tyler Clark. Did yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Just tag us and, uh, tag us on uh, yeah. Instagram or wherever you share. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's part of it is, is like, you know, as we go down these paths, we're, we're constantly evolving. We're constantly growing. We're constantly learning. We have, I mean, and I have my set things. We talked about this. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I have my set routine. Mm -hmm. Um, I've, uh, re revamped, reinvented my breathing um, mm -hmm. program. I, I, I've really put some effort into learning from some people about breathing and why we breathe. Yeah. And um, I've been practicing it a lot in the last couple of weeks from, I took a class and I've read a book that um, was recommended to me and it changed my outlook on some things. And that's what we talked about at the men's ascent was fight or flight, you know, yeah. the, um, the nervous system and the, and, and how it works. Yeah. Right. And, and when you're questioning like what's next or what can I do? That's a good place to start. Absolutely. Those, those nervous systems that we talked about is that those things, they don't lie. Yeah, no. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I, I mean, I made a social post about this a little while ago, yeah, the, the four principled realities, right? Yeah. That life is inconsistent sure. and unpredictable, right? Right then and there, we should know that we have to, one, be gentle on ourselves, two, understand the messages that our body's telling us. We're all going to get stuck in traffic. We're sure. all going to, you know, deal with some sort of life-changing event. Um, today we're going to, we're going to dive into the topic of death sure. and, and, and we've, we, we all face it. It's a natural part of life, but it does tend to be one of those kind of catastrophic life events. Yeah. And then there's like larger stressors, right? The larger stressors, which are, um, you know, things like war or, mm -hmm. you know, a school shooting or like th things that affect, you know, sure. a, a large group of people. Yeah. Right. We all need to just come to grips with the reality that we're going to get stuck in traffic. Yeah. We can't, you know, there's going to be some somebody that's going to cut us off and on in on the road yeah. right what do we do with that yeah. what are we feeling in our bodies when you know that person cuts us off cool you're going to be mad great i mean that's fine it's okay to be mad those feelings they're not the end all be all right they're a means to an end they teach us you know what they, they it's our body telling us a message right we are not our feelings right. yeah it's true uh today i got honked at in park city oh yeah and man it almost, it almost uh, excited me <laughs> to a point where I was like, yeah, I kind of want to go follow that guy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but I had just been, been wrestling and we've all been there. You get amped up, right? Was, yeah. You get all amped up. And I've certainly had times where I've done just some absolutely boneheaded yeah. stuff behind the wheel. Um, who am I to think that I'm a better driver than anyone <laughs> no, else? That's what right? I thought. I was like, can't you see what I was doing? Then I was like, maybe he didn't understand what I was doing. And yeah. I was like, what is wrong with you? What yeah. are you? Cause I was like, I got a little excited. I'm not going to lie. I was like, right in my head, I had already, I had already, uh, played out what was going to happen. <laughs> right. And I mean, it's so funny because like, I just took my son Ben to get his learner's permit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. And I'm reading the test. I'm like, what do I actually remember from the test? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, the red lights, this is the one you stop for. <laughs> the green one is the one you go for. Yeah. But other than that, it's like, okay, I don't, you know, I remember a lot of it, like merge and like those kind of things. You follow the signs, the speed limits, and stuff like that. But like, we have this like code of rules, but how well do we really? How know? well do we remember it? Yeah. No. And then we're like, well, I know this. <laughs> and so I'm always critiquing right. everybody else. Right. And uh, that's uh, those, those things, like Tyler's saying, we, those little triggers, those, those things that we can, um, we all know we have. You just have to have a set of rules that you, address yourself with each of those triggers like okay what can i do to calm myself down right um you know i i i 
have been training really hard the last couple of weeks, like really hard. Mm. Um, I've had some mindset, some goals that I wanted to do. I've accomplished a couple of those things and um, it's, it's allowed me to, to reflect on my journey with jujitsu. It's allowed me to open up my eyes about the fact that like what jujitsu actually has done for me in my own personal life, because you know, I, I, I have, like I've said before, I'm, I'm, I have been a hothead before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, when I train hard, um, we train really hard on Sunday. There was um, four, three black belts and oh. four brown belts. And just, uh, it was just an insane, but you could just feel the energy. Right. And everybody was kind of like, you could tell that everybody kind of had brought their game. Their yeah, game yeah. Right? And I remember thinking this if you could just bottle this up, if you could just show this to somebody and be like, eventually you're going to get here. Yeah. But if I was to look at it from the outside, I would be like, I'd be terrified. Right. I'd be terrified because it just looks like just a bunch of animals. Oh yeah. You know? And so, you know, I want to, I want to think that like it would help a lot of people, but I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's in everybody's genetic code or gene pool or, or sorry, they're in their, in their wheelhouse to see the benefits of something like that. Right. right? Cause right. it's not, it's, 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 it's barbaric at times. Yeah. Right. You have oh. all these monsters in there and you know, it, it, it's, it, I, I'd like to think that that's, that, that could help people. Right. Yeah, but I yeah. do know this. I do know that if you have an Avenue like that, if you find an Avenue like that, it helps. Yeah. It doesn't have to be what you and I talk about. It doesn't have to be that kind of stuff, but we have mm-hmm. some basic stuff that we talk about that I think like would help a lot of people. And that's what, going back to men's ascent, that's what those guys were like. I oh. really like that. Yeah. It was so simple. Something to just focus your mind on. Something because because I, I can't. I mean, like that, that's a that's an advanced class on Sunday, right? Yeah. yeah. We what we did on the men's ascent was like a very basic, yeah, introduction of what a little we sip. Do. Little. It sip. was a super. Yeah, it was a little sip. And that's what you want. That's how yeah. you. That's how you engage people. That's how you get them coming back. Yeah. You know, but I don't know if it's throwing into the wolves. I, I think that if we would have went in there and you know all this crazy stuff we might not have got you didn't like my notes <laughs> hey i wrote some pretty epic notes just because i wanted to one i just you know you get on a you get on a groove and you're just like you know you're just like <laughs> yeah, yeah. blasting it out and you're like okay maybe the big picture will, will dial it back so yeah 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 it, it was it, it 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 kind of was it was it was mind opening for me of like all right my journey is a little different than tyler's journey in yeah. jiu-jitsu right where i'm at in my career or my um my journey of jujitsu is a little different than yours, yeah. but I can always bring you to the very basics of what it can do for you. Just like breathing, just like mm. your meditation wheel. I love the meditation wheel. That's one of the greatest things. It's hard if you get your mind wandering, yeah, yeah. yeah. But but you kept bringing it back, and so yeah. I, was, I, I was like, man, this is really really good. This is good information for yeah. for our audience, and um, I hope to bring more men out. I hope to get yeah. more men involved. I think that those people will will tell how great our yeah, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll broadcast for us. They'll be our biggest, yeah. our biggest word thing. of mouth. I think yeah. is the best way we grow. Well, should we get into it? Should we get into the topic? Should we? It's, it's October. So we're gonna, we're gonna deal on the macabre. Yeah. Which, and I don't know, when was your first experience with death? Um, so my, so, so I share a birthday with my, my dad's mom and her name was Effie. She. Effie? Effie. I know. It was really cool. And she, she loved me, you know, but we had a share, we, we shared a birthday and she passed away at a pretty early age of mine. She, mm-hmm. she passed away pretty early, but I remember like being really sad, mm-hmm. but everybody around me was sad. And I was like, is that how you're supposed to act? Cause, right. cause like, I remember like thinking also like, I really loved her. Yeah. I didn't, I, I, did, I couldn't cry. Yeah. But I was thinking, am I supposed to cry? Am I supposed yeah, to cry? Yeah. And I remember like being a little confused about that. Yeah. Um, she uh she was awesome she she was great um she she didn't like to speak she didn't she didn't like her kids and her grandkids to speak spanish mm. but she hated to speak english mm. and so <laughs> it was a weird thing so she would talk to us in spanish and what little english she knew and i remember thinking i can't wait to like yeah. talk like that you yeah, know but i never yeah. learned spanish enough yeah. that's the first thing i can remember 
yeah about death um how about how old were you you think maybe 16 yeah okay yeah Yeah, i mean that was about the same for me my uh my mom's father passed away from cancer i think he was the first dead person that i actually like saw you know we did the funeral and like you know you sit in the room and like i i do remember being very like i was sad sure and and i remember seeing i have a cousin and an uncle that i'm very close with were you know a few months apart um and i remember seeing my uncle just like he was you know six months older than me and he was he was obviously it was his father right like he was very upset visibly crying and like very very upset and i and i i wanted that for myself yeah but i i didn't I mean, I guess I don't know if it was because I didn't have the same relationship or if like, I just didn't understand the gravity. Um, but I, he was the first dead person that I actually saw. And yeah, same. I remember like thinking, um, when I seen my grandma that I was like, I don't ever want to do that again. Right. And I don't, right. I, I still to this day don't really go, um, we'll, we'll go to funerals, funerals, things, but I'm not like, yeah, I'm not up there trying to. To look at that thing, I don't yeah, really have much yeah. care for it, right? Yeah. I, when my grandpa died, um, her husband, I was, he was, he was the the greatest man I ever I ever knew. Why is it that our default position on death is is sad I, I, and grief? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't want to dim- diminish anybody's. Like, I sure. I understand you're mourning the relationship, and it's our brain's inability to like they can't categorize that person not being in the anymore. And what I know about our brains is like, once you burn those neural pathways, they're there forever. And, and it's our brain's way of kind of handling the hurt or sure. the loss. Right. So that's why we grieve. That's the importance of grief. Mm-hmm. So I read a book on uh, death. It's interesting because humans are the only living being that can think about their death. Hmm create their death Mm -hmm. see their death like and they can they can like you and i can go like okay i could die like this right we can actually be the cause of the call we can we can think about it and what it said is that so what happens is is you put yourself there Uh as the person Uh dead right and then you think about your family members grieving over you yeah so it makes you sad because you're like oh man one day i'm gonna be there yeah, yeah. which is real which is put you in touch with your own mortality yeah. right okay i mean yeah that's very that's very interesting because i know we're not the only species that that mourn right like sure. there are i think primates that that carry their dead around until you know a certain period and then they they perform whatever ritual that they have yeah you and i may have um all, like at times thought of our our children or yeah. our wives or yeah. our parents or people in our lives that we care about, like how we would feel if they passed. Right. Right. And so that's, a that's that even in itself is like, where you're like, Whoa, don't think like that. Right. I can't think like that, but it, it's right. it, the thing is, is, is it's not like we're not going to. Yeah. Yeah. We're when I was a kid, I was terrified of dying. Yeah. Terrified. It would give me panic attacks. I would get so scared. Like mm. I'm gonna, what? I'm going to, not going to be here tomorrow one day. And, yeah. and I remember thinking, what's going to happen when I'm 90 years old and all of a sudden I'm like, I'm not going to be here. And I would, man, I would sit up all night and yeah. think about it and I would be terrified. And I remember thinking like, why are you, why are you so afraid of it? My mom, she tells me all the time, like native Americans, they don't, they know they're dying. They're mm. like, when they were, when they were in war, they were like, man, I want to die. Mm. The greatest death would be in battle. Right, right. Right. Like same with the Vikings. Yeah. Right. When I go to, you want to die and you wanna, know, go to Valhalla. I want to go to Valhalla. Yeah. Yeah. And she'd be like, you know, like you're going to die. Yes. Yeah. But your legend, you know, who you are as a person is going to live on. Mm -hmm. And I think about that too. I think about that now. Like I want to be like a legend. Yeah. I want people to be like five, six, seven generations down from me and still talk about me. Yeah. You know, it's one of the reasons why I got into the MMA cage because I wanted my kids to say, Oh, my dad did that. He's done that. (laughs) You know? Yeah. That's, that's super interesting, man. I remember too, in high school seeing the, the, you know, the faces of death videotaping, you know, and that was a little bit more scarring because I think that was a little bit more traumatic. Yeah. Um, you know, there's certain trauma that comes with death. Um, you know, for those of you who know me know that I served a mission in the Mormon church and on that Mormon mission, I was, uh, involved in a car accident. We rolled four times in the middle of nowhere, great falls. And, uh, 
while I don't a hundred percent remember the whole story, I've read the police report and, um, you know, according to the police report, I did CPR for a significant period of time uh, on this young man. And unfortunately he didn't make it. I woke up in the hospital and was, was told I, he didn't make it. And I was, you know, I was completely shocked, mm. you know, and I think that was my closest experience with death, mm. right? My, you know, my own mortality. But even to this day, I don't know if, it, if it's because I don't, um, you, you know, I don't remember a lot of it. It's not like I get, it's not like I get sad. Sure. Uh, you know, I, I honor the, the, the service that that young man was doing. And I, I certainly, my heart goes out to his parents that he was called, called home. Mm-hmm um, or, or left this mortal plane so early, but, um, yeah, I just don't, I, I, for whatever reason, I've never really contemplated my own mortality. I've always kind of, I still kind of feel like I'm invincible. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Man, that's heavy, huh? Yeah. Um, so not to go too much into details because I, I know about this story Yeah. and I remember the first time you told me, I remember thinking, what? Yeah. I, I, I remember one, I remember one thought I had was, how easily you told me the story yeah. and i was like man i can't tell if it if you, if it really did bother you or if you had if you had been able to 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 compartmentalize it enough throughout your throughout your yeah. life to be able to yeah. be like hey man like this happened you know yeah i i did personally put myself in your shoes yeah and i remember thinking how would i feel if I had done that, you know, yeah. how, how long did you serve? How long were you guys together? Um, so the interesting thing, thing was, is he came out a transfer after I did. So I was probably a month or two, three months ahead of him. Mm-hmm. We had only been together for, he'd been in my zone. He'd been in my area for um, a few, a few weeks. Right. And we were on exchanges. So he wasn't my full-time, he was my full-time companion. Uh, he was somebody that we had partnered up with, which we did from time to time. You know, you get sick of the guy you're with for six weeks and you just, you switch mm. because you're in the same general vicinity uh, based on how they break it up. So we had not, um, we'd spent some preparation days together, some P days together, um, but we didn't really have much of a relationship. I didn't know him that well. Mm. Um, he was from Pleasant Grove. Oh, really? Yeah, that's all I really do remember. Um, he was from Pleasant Grove. And I have since moving to Utah, I've visited his grave site. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, to pay my respects. And, um, you know, I know that I was at fault. But the details, like all the details, I do remember doing CPR on him. Sure. Um, I don't know his cause of death or if he was, you know, the CPR would have done, was doing anything. But like at, at that time, the instinct kicked in. I remember sure. crawling back into the car and releasing his seatbelt and, and bringing him out. But, oh, wow. Um, you know, the details are so spotty. I remember waking up in the emergency or in the, the, um, ambulance as they tried to intubate me. Oh, wow. You know, this is rural Montana. So this was voluntary. Yeah, it's on a dirt road. Yeah. Yeah. This is, today was the first time I read the police report. Yeah. And I remember thinking, you know, while you say, I, I don't know if you mean you're at fault, but, but, but you were driving the yeah. car, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, how many of us like literally, spend i mean i spent so many times on dirt roads driving a oh. hundred miles an hour yeah we would go to the top of the hill at my mom's like near my mom's house turn off the brakes and then go down yeah. with no brakes and if you if you hit the brakes then you had to buy uh six packs or something like that right but we yeah. did some stupid stuff i mean yeah, this thing. we were we were 20 19 year old kids that were given a car and in the middle of nowhere we were i think we were late somewhere and so um, I do believe I was speeding. I don't really, re- like I said, I don't remember all the details. Oh, I, I remember what the, the police reports sp- said. They did give me a citation. I did get a citation. You did? Yeah, it was like a $25 ticket, which in the context of like, sure, I just had to, I had to bury a, f- a friend, somebody that I knew, um, you know. And Would that have been the first time you did CPR? Uh, no, it wasn't the first time I did CPR. No. No, I, I worked as a lifeguard. You did? In high school. Okay. The first time I did CPR, I had a young man um, jump off of the side of the pool and do a reverse cannonball. This kid was probably eight or 10 years old and misjudged the distance between his forehead and the coping of the oh, pool. No. Knocked, <laughs> and himself out. knocked himself out, but split his forehead, just peeled it down. No way. Yeah. Um, and it was right under my lifeguard stand. So, um, 
he wasn't he wasn't awake, but we did get him out. He, I mean, it, he, as soon as I saw it happen, he was he was out. But okay, yeah, it was the first time we did we did end up doing CPR because he, you know, he was. I think when he hit that water, he like he immediately inhaled water. So, yeah, you know, we resuscitated him. I we held him in traction for you know like probably 15 minutes while the fire department showed up and oh, wow. took over he made a full recovery had some stitches in his head um yeah man that's um that's interesting so i don't, I don't want to gloss over your no, your, no your whole thing with the with your mission companion did you do any work like did you did you get any kind of like trauma treatment yeah yeah the church provided a one counselor session one one did it help? <laughs> I think I, I think it was only one session because I was like, "Yep, yeah, I don't remember anything. I don't remember anything, right?" And and ultimately, the idea is I didn't need I don't need to personalize that experience. It it led to some knowledge, right? What did yeah. I learn? I learned that I probably shouldn't speed on dirt roads, right. or you know, I probably should, you know, drive a little slower at night in rural Montana. Yeah. It led to knowledge, which led to my my identity, sure. right? Um, yeah, you don't identify yourself as like I said when you and I had this conversation um, about what happened. I tease myself. I get I get very sarcastic, and I do kind of hide it behind humor. Sure, you will often hear me say, "Yeah, you know, I once killed a man." Yeah, you know, and I, I mean, I I like I'm, again. I know that's the kind of macabre. It's kind of just my own morbid personality. Sure. But like, you know, I, I cared I cared deeply about his family. His yeah. mom passed away from COVID just recently, and that's why I f- actually finally feel comfortable telling the story sure. a, a little bit more. It's well, and and here's the other thing is is we can we could attach we could we could force you to attach feelings that you don't actually feel. Right? I mean, yeah. there's. There's death. Death is real. Death is not something that's just going to like, going to miss everybody. Yeah. It's not like you're going to be like, well, I'm going to be the one guy that doesn't get any death in my life. Right? Yeah. Well, I'm going to be the one man that doesn't uh, see death or doesn't have to deal yeah. with death. You're going to have to. Everybody has to. And the best way for me, me personally, like I, you know, I, um, in Vegas, when Misty and I were in Vegas, we um, are at the pool. Yeah, I was going to ask, what was your, what was your experience? Yeah, like, what, I've only you... had one and it was just barely, it was just barely it was the first yeah. time that it's ever happened to me. Um, we're at the pool We're we're getting ready to fly out. Mm-hmm. We had just gone to the pool just to hang out. Um, I hear the lifeguards talking to each other. Hey, go check on him. And I'm mm-hmm. just kind of like listening. I look over and there's a man in the water. He's underwater and his kid is playing around him. And I can see, I can hear the kids like counting and mm-hmm. I'm thinking, is he okay? He's just. Right, he's just underwater holding his breath for his kid, yeah. and the lifeguard lifeguard's nonchalantly going over there, and then the other lifeguard's more panic check on him, yeah, yeah, pick him up, and the you know I could just see that they weren't a hundred percent positive, but I remember thinking, man, he can really hold his breath. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> it's been fifteen you know? minutes. Um, yeah, they they uh, she grabs him. He 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 turns over. He's blue and purple. Uh, and man, I jumped out of my seat mm-hmm. misty said I, I i don't really remember very much except for when i jumped in the water and i grabbed him and he was a big man he was yeah. really big yeah but i grabbed him and i picked him up and when i picked him up i went outside of the pool with his face up and he was laying on top of me now oh. and he was a big i mean he was big and i couldn't move him and the guys around me were like get up from underneath him and i'm like i can't right and they're like you gotta get up from underneath him and i'm like how about you help move him? I literally can't. Yeah. And then he's laying on me and now we pull him out of the water and the whole, the whole, we do the CPR. Um, there was a little bit of chaos going on there and I, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that that man made it. Oh, uh, man. It was unfortunate. Um, after talking to some friends, um, I, I don't, I mean, I hope he did, I, you know, in my mind, sometimes I'm like, yeah. you know, I have two thoughts. I'm like, well, you know, I did the best I could. I, 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 I'm okay with what happened for myself because I, mm-hmm. I didn't sit around. And then other times I'm like, he lived a great life. He learned a lesson, and we, I, I don't know what happened because. But I mean, go back. Like, how long were they doing CPR on him? We were about 15, 20 minutes before. Wow. The community fire department showed up. Wow. And then maybe another five, ten minutes before the actual fire department right. came up. Um. Me and four other men um, did CPR. I did one round, and I remember thinking, "Whoa!" Right? Exactly what they talk about. Right? It is terrifying. You are scared. You are like, 
holy crap, I'm not doing this right. right. I remember thinking, I'm not doing this right. I'm not doing this right. And then um, another man took over after my turn. And I was like, I should have stayed in there longer. But Jesse, um, who we've talked about before, he kind of gave me his yeah. breakdown. Yeah. Because he's a fire department, he is nonchalant. Yeah. He's like, they die. Yep. People die. And yep. you, you know, that's yeah, you just got to deal with the face of it. That's a part of life. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you did the best you could. Here's what you could have done better, maybe. And you only do one round of CPR. That's your job is just do one round and then another person takes over. Then another person takes over. And at that point, if nobody's there, we've got to do something different. Yeah. Um, the AED didn't work in the because he was wet. Because he was wet. Um, maybe it just kept saying resume compressions, no shock needed. And I remember thinking, bull. Huh. <laughs> but so they, they maybe you picked up a minor pulse no jesse said that it goes off of an electric electric oh i can't remember the word he says but um uh, he said that it probably wasn't a pulse which means uh, that they want that you need to yeah get okay. his heart okay. going to give some sort of electric current then it would want to give a, mm. a shock um it was my it, it was the first experience that i ever had um the weird thing to me was they kick us out of the pool. I go shower and Misty and I are like, well, what are we going to do now? And I'm kind of like in a daze and she's like, well, are you all right? And I'm like, yeah, I think so. I, I mean, nothing really happened to me. I mean, I tried yeah. my best, right? Yeah. She's like, how are you mentally? And I'm like, I'm okay. She was crying, of course, because she, because yeah. what happened? She put herself, see yeah. me. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. Okay. And so she didn't see the stud doing chest compressions she saw you she, under the chest compression uh, yeah both yeah she 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 definitely she had a little bit of both okay good but we um man we we were walking around i had showered and i went to the security to see if i needed to do a statement and they were like nope we think we're good and i was like okay well okay yeah thanks and then we walked by the pool and she's like the pool's open you want to go back out there and i'm like do you <laughs> i'm thinking are you okay with that she's like well what else are we gonna do yeah yeah we go out there and besides me and the four, the, the group of men and their families that were there, nobody else. I mean, everybody was just going about their business. They were, wow. they were in that little pool where the man was at. And we were like, what the, this is a little awkward. Somebody passed the whiskey, man. I got a little tuned up. I just was like, I'm going to drink. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to drink for a minute. And then I'm not going to like, I'm not going to process it. And came home and, you know, I was, I, we, we were, was able to like give her a little bit of feelings and little emotions that I had yeah. because it was a little bit, it was a lot, you know, I, sure. first time I'd seen somebody dead. And then I talked to Jesse, I reached out to Jesse and I reached out to Ray and I just, man, for one, I thank them for what they do because they're both, mm -hmm. they're both in service in the line of yeah. fire with that yeah. kind of stuff. And then I just asked him, what should I do? You know, what's the best course for me? And then Jesse said, if you're thinking about it a bunch, if you think about it more than a couple of days, you have PTSD and you need to go talk about it. Yeah. And he goes, and for two, talk about it. Yeah. Talk about it. Don't, don't be embarrassed. Don't be shy. About right, it. Talk right, about it. Right. And I remember thinking, cool, I will. Yeah. Just like, uh, you know, you, you telling me your story. I remember thinking, yeah, talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 you have to talk about it. I didn't realize how therapeutic it is. And I know I, I make that joke, but like, yeah, maybe that has been part of the reason that I've handled it so well all these years. I mean, it's been 20 plus years since that experience in my life. And and granted, I don't, would never want to ever experience it again. Um, you know, but one, I know, I now know the, the metal I'm made of. I, I remembered CPR even after, yeah. you know, having a major concussion. Saying that's what I thought. Right? Like you ran towards... Yeah. Uh, you know, somebody in need. Yeah. Right. And you, you pulled them out of the pool. So now, you know, you kind of know where you measure up yeah. so you can hold your, hold your head up high. You can hold your shoulders back and, you know, carry yourself with some pride. Um, you know, it, it, death is, death is death. It happens to us all. It is going to happen. And, uh, you know, I talked to one of my friends and he said, you could, you could do two things. You could think, think to yourself, this is never going to happen to me. Right. So I'm going to put it aside and I'm not going to, I'm not going to think about it. I'm going to just think that it happens to the next guy and it's not going to happen to my family. Or you can take it head on and you can be like, no, you know what? I'm going to live today so that I'm remembered yeah. five, six, seven right. years old. My, my testimony and my, the way that I do things, the way that I handle myself, the mm -hmm. way that, the way that I am. I'm going to leave a lasting mark yeah. on this world. And I think, you know, that's how I think a lot of times. Like, you know, I'm going to, 
I'm going to be crazy horse one day. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Be, like talking about me one day. Right. I think that is the, the most beautiful thing about witnessing death. Right. Yep. Um, I have very specific instructions for my death, but, um, and, I, and I'm <laughs> happy to share those. Uh, but you know, when you experience those type of situations, you get garner appreciation for life. Yep. No need to delay anything. No need to delay. Go out and start that business or True. go out and, you know, ask that girl, ask out. the girl out yeah. or go out and buy the car you want. If it's True. within your means, right? Yeah. Like live your life. Life is meant for joy. Is. Life is meant for joy. Even if it's not in with your means, even if you're yeah. like, man, one day I'm just going to do this. Like, right. Man, have fun. Live, 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 live. Yeah, life don't is meant die. For living. You're yeah. dying. We're, we're all, all we're in, the, in the process. Let's live. Right. We're all in the process of decomposing. I think that's so beautiful. I think that's a cur- That's the right way to look at it. Let's just yeah. live. Let's, you know, like life is heavy. Right. Everybody knows that you're going to have work bullshit. You're going to have relationship bullshit. You're going to have other things that draw on you bullshit bullshit but you know what else we're gonna have yeah we're gonna have this beautiful beautiful life that we lived man i'll tell you this the fight the the colors the colors and they're the fall colors <laughs> dude i know they are they are they're amazing firing this, year. this is exactly why my the instructions of my children are to when i die i don't want a fancy funeral Same. i want you to celebrate my life Same celebrate my life celebrate my accomplishments hopefully i'm doing something that makes y'all proud (laughs) same right um i want to be cremated yeah same and then i want to be shot out of a t-shirt cannon at the top of vale pass that's it when the fall colors are just popping like they are now if you i i implore you if you are listening they're not going to be like this for a while they are days holy moly we went up maybe another weekend week oh man and fall is one of those like seasons i think you and I talked about this last year. Misty was like talking about like fall clutter. We get a, yeah. we're gonna like shed some stuff. We're gonna like get rid of some things in the fall. Oh, yeah. But we, what happens is we tend to like start to uh, gather in the fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of need to nest, decluttering nest. But um, man, the fall colors are on mm-hmm. fire. Go out yeah. and look at them. Go out and take a trip. Don't sit inside looking yeah. at the loam inside inside and think that tomorrow they're gonna be the way they are. They are booming this year. Perhaps stay off your bike off you're on guardsman, or don't bring your tour bus don't. on guardsman. Yeah, well, that was a weird thing, huh? Right. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. We. Yeah. So death. It's one of those things. Let's talk about it. Let's. Um. Man, you know, Tyler and I, we're not trying to put a. We're not trying to make it simple. We're not trying oh. to make it like, like we're not trying to add jokes to it. We know it's heavy. We know that. Right. We know that there's things that cause um us grief. And death is one of those things. Mm-hmm. But the person that died would not want you grieving the way that you do. That no. I'm the same way. My kids know I ain't trying to be, don't put me underground. Don't put me underground because I'm going to try to come out. Yep. Let's uh, cremate me. And mine is, uh, they're going to put me in Cabo a little bit. Uh, they, yes. they know they're going to put me out in Cabo in the ocean. And then uh, there's a couple spots in uh, in Ogden area that uh, nice. that I really like. Nice. And um you know, I, I think that everybody should talk about it. I think that Tyler and I have our own little stories and we, we're not afraid to share them. But um, we, we we just kind of wanted to make sure that, um, you know, that one, people are there for you. Mm-hmm. Two, opening up and talking is 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 not um, seen as a masculine masculine trait, but we're trying to to to, to reinvent yeah. that that part yeah. of our life. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think our our experiences are relatively civilian compared to some of the stories that that could be out there. Agreed. Um, you know, I definitely grew up, you know, watching a generation of my peers fight in a uh, kind of forgotten war, sure. you know, in in Iraq and Afghanistan and I've I've listened to some of the stories of the situations that those people are in and it, it you know, you hear the stories of soldiers that are coming back with PTSD and taking their own lives and you know that it, it's 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 incredibly tragic that there's those lasting impacts but you know understand that there are people there for you agreed and whether it's just a friend you know open open up to us i may not have had the same experience but i can shut my mouth and i can listen and i can be empathetic yeah. and uh you know if you need to work it out with somebody more professional find a therapist there's yeah. lots out there um 
Don't keep it in. Don't keep it in. Yeah, and don't, like I said, man, live your life like you're a legend. Live your life like you're a legend. Write your own story that you want uh, your great, great, great grandchildren to be passing on about you. Right. Right. That's what you want. You want those kind of things and generationally be like, I was that guy. You know, (laughs) I started it all. I'm Genghis Khan. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, What you got coming up? Yeah, I was going to say, legend. What do we got going on? Um, Training. Training for the Blue Belt Test. Finally have a date. When is it? November 4th. Oh, perfect. November 4th. Cool. Hoping to mint myself as a new blue belt. Yeah. Um, we got a trip up to Heroes and Horses in Bozeman. We're going to be supporting the Heroes and Horses charity, fabulous charity, uh, up up in Bozeman. Beautiful. Um, that's about it. Good. I'm kind of ready for ski season to start. Not ready for ski season to start. It's starting to get cold. What about you? What do you got going on? Um, we're going to Colorado this weekend. We're going to go see Cody Jinks. That's uh, down at Red yeah. Rocks. Oh, nice. That'd be cool. Um, man, wrestling season. Wrestling season's kind of getting geared up, and yeah. we we got a bunch of stuff going on. Um, keep an eye out for us, Park City, uh, Park City Wrestling. Yeah. Um, they're they're great, man. They're so they're so happy to learn, and they're they're just happy to be around. They they think Trip and I are like these just because you know Trip wrestled at Wasatch, and I coached for Layton, who's mm. number one in the state now. And then I coach for Wasatch, who, who's probably still pretty, pretty tough. Got a pretty decent history. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, and Layton, you know, Layton, man, I, I, I'm really proud of those guys out there, what they're doing and for that program. Um, they, they're doing a good job out there. And I, I, I think that I was a little cog in the wheel that started that whole thing, sure. which is kind of cool. Absolutely. Um, so we got wrestling coming up. And then um, Tristan and I are trying to set out his, uh, his, his competition schedule. Uh, mm-hmm. we got that going on and yeah. so just training hard i've been working my butt off to uh to get some to get some accomplishments that i wanted to get um to tap some people that i wanted to tap yeah they're coming along We're good i'm pretty happy about it yeah <laughs> yeah so good. um thank you guys for listening yeah um, absolutely thank you appreciate um all of you guys we appreciate your views we appreciate your feedback we appreciate just the fact that you share some time and some space with tyler and i and um, if there's any questions, make sure you reach out to us. You know where you can find us, Sundays, Park City Jiu-Jitsu, open mats. Um, we train throughout the week. You can probably just come in there and ask if we're there or yep. if we train there, and they'll they'll know who we are. Hit us up on social media, yeah. lostboyscouts.com, lostboyscouts on Instagram, all the, all the places you get your socials. Let's do it. Yeah, compassionate gentlemen as well. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Okay. Well, you guys okay. be good. Thank you. Cheers, and, everybody. Uh, have a good day. Rise up and turn it back.